Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. It's Hunter Lowry here. Glad to have you back. I want to talk today about diversifying and how we actually create our investment models here at Sierra Ridge. How do we go about all that? I mean, I talk about it all the time, right? I talk about sector rotation. I talk about diversification. I talk about matching your investments with your goals. But how is it that we actually build our models and perform all this stuff? So I want to just give you a little bit, bit of insight into all that today. So Before we get started, if you'd like some help and you haven't already scheduled your call, you want to go over your financial goals, you want to talk about your investment strategy and make sure you're on the right path, then go to hunterlowry.com and you can schedule a call with me on my personal calendar right there. All right. So when you're looking at your portfolio, whether or not you are doing it on your own or have an advisor helping you, there are some really important concepts to pay attention to no matter what your risk tolerance is. So the first part that I like to talk to my clients about, it's called the efficient frontier. And what the efficient frontier is, is it's basically, it's a graph. So it shows risk versus return. So imagine a graph where the percentage of risk that you're taking on is on the x-axis and on the y-axis is the percentage of return that you can get. Now the curve that lies on the efficient frontier dictates the most return that you can achieve per a certain level of risk. So when we are investing, our goal is obviously to construct a portfolio for each client that falls on that efficient frontier given their aptitude for risk. Now, we never really know where that line is going to be. It's You know where it is looking backwards into history. You can see per each level of risk, how much return could you have actually gotten. But going forward, we're, we're estimating where that's going to be, right? And really what this graph is showing is the power of diversification because client A, they might walk in and they might want the most conservative portfolio, the most conservative thing that we can do. They're completely risk averse. They don't want to lose any principle and they're almost scared of the market. And those types of people, they usually come in and they'll say, well, let's go with everything, um, very little risk. Let's go completely into bonds. And what the efficient frontier shows us is that's actually wrong. You know, these types of people, they think that you can't lose any money in the bond market and you might only get a small return, but they'd rather put all of their money into the bond market and have that small return than be risky and put it into the stock market. Well, really what the efficient frontier tells us is even in the most conservative portfolios, you have to have a little bit of exposure to the equity market in order to balance things out. Because at some point, the bond market is going to be dropping and the stock market is going to go up. And so at that point, you want to have a little bit of exposure to the equity markets in order to balance out your portfolio. Yes, the, the bond market is safer than the equity market. And yes, it's a more conservative play. But you cannot put all of your money just into the bond market. That's actually a riskier way to, of going about your investing than having a little bit of exposure still in the equity side. And if you're looking at the efficient frontier, that graph will actually show you looking back in in history, 
um, portfolios that were 100% invested in the bond market, they actually took on more risk and got less of a return than portfolios that had a little bit of exposure to the equity market. Those fell on the efficient frontier with less risk and they got more return in that portfolio. You also have client B that'll come in and they're very risky. They want to put it all on black. They want to be in only stocks and be super aggressive. Well, it's the same thing. You need a little bit of bond exposure. So we have bonds and stocks and ETFs and mutual funds and bond funds. And oh my gosh, you know, how do we pick from all that? And what do we want to use? And how much do we allocate to different things and diversifying? Where do you even start? Well, to begin, the first thing you need to understand is the difference between a stock, a mutual fund, and an ETF. So when you're investing in a single stock, you're buying a share of a company. You're buying a partial ownership of that company. And as that stock price moves up or down, you're going to either make or lose money in correlation with the price movement there. It can be a little bit of a riskier way to go if you're only putting your money into one stock. Now, an ETF, think of it more as like a basket. You can have a basket of stocks or other things that you can put in your basket, but call it a large cap ETF, meaning you have a basket of say 100 large cap stocks, your Amazon, Netflix, Google, any of those things all in your basket. So hopefully, you know, 51 of those stocks do well and maybe 49 don't do well at the end of the day, your account's going up. It's a lot safer of a way to go about investing than investing in a single stock. Now, a mutual fund is similar to an ETF. You can have that basket of stocks or bonds or whatever it is, but call it a, a large cap mutual fund. Same thing. You have that basket of your Amazon, Netflix, Google, all of those things. But this time you have somebody sitting on top of that basket that can take stocks or whatever's in your basket and replace them in and out. Say Google's doing poorly. They can take Google out and replace it with Amazon and they can make moves within that basket of goods. So obviously having a mutual fund and having somebody sitting on top of it managing that fund is going to cost a little bit more. Now mutual funds are supposed to be, you know, the safest and the less risky when you're going about investing in the equity market because not only are you diversifying by having a larger variety of stocks within your basket, but you also have somebody sitting on top of it that can move things in and out for you and actively manage that fund. Now, I personally am not a huge believer in mutual funds. I, I don't really believe in the price that you're having to pay for that active management, but that's a conversation for another time. Now, how we go about constructing our models at Sierra Ridge is we use what's called a core and satellite portfolio. And what this means is there's going to be a core part of the portfolio where the majority of the money is, is invested, and then there's going to be smaller satellite plays. Now, by core part of the portfolio, what I mean is the core portion of it is going to be invested all across the market. It's going to be diversified in emerging markets, in bond funds, in value stocks, in growth stocks, in large cap, in small cap, in mid cap, in everything. It's going to be spread out and diversified across all different sectors. And this core part of the portfolio, it's a more of a long-term play. We do change it and we do rotate sectors throughout the year, but it's not something that we're trading on a weekly or monthly basis. This is something that we're probably changing two to four times a year, depending on how volatile the market is. Okay, so we have the majority of that money in the core part of the portfolio. Then the satellite portion is where we also go in and we make more short-term plays. When I see stocks that I think have been beat up or are undervalued and are gonna be good short-term plays, 
I use some of the money to go in and buy those positions. And maybe that only lasts a week. Maybe it lasts a month. Maybe it lasts three months. Who knows? But those are the more short-term plays where we can be a little bit more aggressive and get a greater return for your portfolio. Now, at the end of the day, the portion of money that's going into the core part of the portfolio and the portion of money that's in satellites and how the core part of the portfolio is structured all depends on your risk tolerance and goals. That's when I talk to you about what it is that you're trying to invest for and, and exactly how risky you're willing to be and what your time horizon is. That's how we determine how we're going to construct those things. So it's not the same for every client, but at the end of the day, this is the system that we have found works really, really well even through all these volatile times, it allows us to stick to our game plan and not be run by emotion and understand that part of our investments are actually set up to weather the storm. They're there to be a buffer and to protect against the volatility while other investments are there to get major capital appreciation and be more risky plays. So like I said, I just wanted to quickly go over how our models work because I know I've been throwing out a lot of these key terms of sector rotation and diversification, all these things I've been talking about. I just wanted to explain to you how it is that our models work and how all these things that I'm talking about actually function in our real life models that we work with. So if you have any questions for me or you just want a second opinion, some help on your investments and make sure that you're set up to reach all of your financial goals, go schedule a call at my website. Go to hunterlowry.com and I would love to help you out. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.